Yeah, my skin has cleared up a ton when I started to address hydration. So I think this is a topic that a lot of people will benefit from just learning so, so much from your professional background and what you have to say about this. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. So, hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) Uh, Tell us what's been up with you lately. Yeah. So, I'm pumped because we planted a garden this last week. I I mean, I I can't lie. My husband does most of the daily work and things. I water it. Um, But he does all the planning. He has a bullet journal. Did I I tell you about that? A bullet journal for gardening. He has a bullet journal and he's like, he's really talented artist too. So he's like drawn out the garden. Okay. Listen, I was already impressed. (laughs) Stop it. Skylar Blair, you stop it. Oh my gosh. The other day we had friends that said, can we come by and look at your garden? We're, we're thinking about starting a garden and we want to know what to do. And he goes, he goes, yeah. And showed him around the garden. He goes, well, this is actually how I plan out my garden. I start it in like February. So I know what to buy. Like, what do I want to do? I get organized with my thoughts and stuff. And my friend, she, he opens it up and she goes, oh my gosh, how cute. And he rolls his eyes. He's like, I know it's cute. No, this is a manly garden. Stop telling me my stuff is cute. Uh, but I mean, he like drew little pictures of lettuces and carrots and like, oh my gosh, I mean, and he colored it, but he was doing it. He started it because I started a bullet journal. And so he was like, that kind of looks like fun, but he turned it into a garden bullet journal. <laughs> That's so perfect. So anyway, we, we finally got the garden for the most part put together. I'm so impressed by that by people who garden in general, because it's, it's intense. It's a really, I, I grew up with my mom gardening for sure. Um, I had no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah. And I just get to the point where I'd love to have one that I don't have to take care of. And this is so my, yeah. So my husband actually um, started a garden too. It's mm-hmm. a much smaller operation than what you guys have going at your place. Yeah. But, um, but he, it's like his little labor of love right now. And he's so oh, excited cool. because our, our two-year-old son gets to like hop around and help him water and play in the area. It's really fun. And I think it's so important to teach our kids how food grows, right? Yeah. I think that that is Paxson's um, uh, and Lucy's learning opportunity. And I think that gardening can be actually a really great thing for kids because um, they can see where their food's coming from. They can, you know, harvest things and just see the whole process. So I know that was really important to Skylar, which is funny because I'm the one that started the whole gardening thing. I had a garden box years ago and it just kind of has taken over. It's become this thing for him. And I'm so thankful (laughs) Yeah, I told I told my husband, I was like, if you want a garden, that's going to have to be your project. For real. Because I'm just not that human. I'm not like a, oh, not man. a traditional homemaker by any oh, means. Man. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I, I will make food. I will make all of the food. 
you you make you get the food i will make the food sort of thing i will <laughs> yeah so i totally relate to that it's it there's only so many hours in a day and i'm sorry but when you're a mama and when you're trying to run a business or businesses it there's just only so much room in your head and your time and your space you know i'd so, rather podcast than garden personally <laughs> And we're here. Boom. <laughs> so, I mean, we started the garden because the weather was stunning. I mean, we started it a while ago, but we really got to nurture it and like work with it this week because the weather was so nice this week. Oh my gosh, it was so lovely. So that was my week. Um, I'm also really pumped because we're getting ready to leave for Beauty Counter Leadership Summit. Oh, which Oh, I'm so excited to be with. Oh man, I'm so pumped. Really inspiring people mm-hmm. and just get, you know, all that community. I'm excited for, yeah, the community part is going to be a big deal for me because there's so many people I haven't met in person that I'm really excited to meet. I know it's really interesting. We develop these like internet relationships and especially, you know, we've got, uh, we're interacting with our teammates on Facebook and on Mm -hmm. Instagram and on, on Voxer, which is a, like a walkie talkie app that we use for communication. But all of these different avenues, right. Mm-hmm. Of, of social media communication. And you see them in their stories and in their Instagram stories. And you, you think that you know them and then you yeah, see them in person and you're like, Oh, we haven't ever actually met. <laughs> even many, though how many times has that happened to me with people I've met, but I haven't met their significant other. That's happened to me where I, I know somebody, I don't know their significant other and I've seen them in public and I'm like, okay, I don't actually know them. Don't say hello. Cause they don't know who you are. <laughs> saying hello to the spouse you mean yeah or like i'll see the spouse and the kid but the kid wouldn't remember me and the husband hasn't met me or anyway like yeah i feel (laughs) you i i dropped off some uh beauty counter product for a client to try the other day and she wasn't home but her husband answered the door and he was just like who are you and i was like your wife didn't tell you i was gonna stop by here's this here's a kit i'll see you later (laughs) it was just tell her i said hi yeah it was awkward but anyways that's neither here nor there well but i'm also excited to learn more i've been hearing more and more about the sustainability efforts from beauty counter they um, pumped out their corporate responsibility report which is amazing which is it's stunning to look at and the information just oh my gosh i want to I want to have a physical book. So if you guys don't already follow Lindsay Dahl on Instagram, you need to go check out what she's about. So she's at beautycounter.hill.nerd um, on Instagram. And her stories are so informative. Her stories are crazy informative. She goes through all of this information about, um, you know, not just Beauty Counter, but just, you know, in general, all of these efforts that that we're doing, working with the Environmental Working Group to really get safe products into everyone's hands whether they buy beauty counter or not and i think that there's just so much to be said about that like we we live in this space where we have a huge responsibility to to provide education for people because most people don't know um that there are toxic chemicals in our personal care products and that they're perfectly legal being there and i love that she's got a, a great title behind her she's our um vp of social and environmental responsibility right I love that title. I'm like, that's so cool. And she's she's super active. So I'm excited to learn more about the sustainability effort she's been talking about. Hopefully we'll be able to get her on the podcast eventually. Oh, dude. She's busy. If you ever hear this, (laughs) somebody (laughs) point her. Come join us, babe. (laughs) But I guess Oh, the last thing I'm excited about is I'm excited to wear my outfits. Because I've been planning. 
we did rent the runway for the first time both of that us exciting i know did I, we do that independently i don't think we you mentioned it and then you kind of reminded me that that was an option and i was like oh i'd love to rent some expensive clothes and not buy them that yeah. sounds great oh my gosh so, that's so much fun yeah the first couple of pieces that i got were not a home run so like, i yeah you can return um as much as you'd like out of the pieces that were sent to you and then they'll they'll overnight you essentially yeah their the customer service was bomb they it was did so easy. such a good job with me i yeah hashtag not sponsored by the way yeah. i'm just really impressed with rent the runway so far i know i'm going to continue to keep my account active and things like that because i had such a good experience and there's some fun stuff and I don't have time to go shopping. I wish I did. I don't know if I'll keep my account active for now just because I I rock the, you know, I pretty much rock leggings and right. I athletic totally wear most of the day. That's me most of the time. I think that's why I want to keep my account active. It makes so me like, go Maybe I'll out. wear the clothes. If I wear athletic <laughs> oh, yeah. wear, I actually go to the gym. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I did just buy a bunch of active wear and I, I have been going to the gym more. Hey, hey. So Cassie, I know you've had some big things happen this week. Yeah. So I launched my brand new website and brand yesterday. Super exciting. Lots of good stuff going on. So gorgeous. Oh my goodness. It's the labor of love and it's, you know, it's not like heavily laden with a ton of content right now. So there's probably 10 recipes up at this point and I've got so many plans. I know you do. uh, Yeah. A lot Mm -hmm. more plans, a lot more menu items to be added in terms of, you know, just doing more education about nutrition, lifestyle, um, self-care, all of that, you know, good stuff. So it's called the Northwest kitchen. Go check it out. Go, go. And my absolute favorite recipe that I've got up on the site right now, you guys need to go check it out is my instant pot balsamic roast beef. And it is epic. I actually, It, and this says it's this is in the, the the blog post for the recipe, so I won't totally spoil it. But I loathe pot roast, mm-hmm. um, and so this was my answer to having a more interesting option that didn't involve cooked carrots, which is not my favorite thing on the planet. <laughs> I have to admit, I had a bad so, experience with pot roast once, kind of ruined mm, it for me. Mm-hmm. We just ate a lot of it as a kid, mm-hmm. and because there was very few crock pot things out there, and that was the crock pot, right? I, you know what is really funny is my mom made it on the stovetop mm-hmm. or in the That's oven, my mom made it. like Dutch oven style. Mm-hmm. But even so, and she's a, my mom is a phenomenal cook and taught me most of what I know these Shout days. Shout out so. to Cassie's mom. Uh, my mom, she rocks my, my world, my life every single day. Aww. So anyways, she's definitely my, my muse for all things. But so yeah, new web- website is up. Um, I've got a few new services that I'm offering So I um, have been working with people uh, doing some business coaching over the last probably year or so. I can attest (laughs) her business coaching is on point. She's done a lot of business (laughs) coaching with me. (laughs) So um, I've got a little, a couple of one-time consults because I really don't have the the time to be taking on -on one-on-one clients consistently right now, but I can hop on the phone and chat for 45 minutes. So I've got a business coaching call available for a 45 minute segment and it's a crazy reasonable fee. And then same with um, just kind of like a nutrition chat business. So business strategy session or kind of an ask me anything call. So I'm excited to do those. I've got a few scheduled already and I'm, um, I'm really looking forward to just like having an inspiring conversation with somebody, getting them fired up or helping someone who's kind of got 
most everything dialed with their health, but needs a little sounding board to figure out what to do next. Yeah, for sure. Um, with their nutrition and help them through that. So that's kind of where things are at with me. And then tonight, <gasps> tonight I have my first ever facial. I've Yay! never had a facial before. Oh, you're walking into my world. I know. I'm so I'm really bad with this like services end of things when it comes to self care. I'm I've been I've been getting my nails done, which is like total it's I yeah I don't know it's it's fantastic I've been getting my nails done and that's something like a piece of self-care that I really look forward to and Mm -hmm. it makes me feel really good about myself um Mm -hmm. and I'm excited for this facial because I'm also gonna do some microderm on my arms oh I'm so excited for you for that I love I have a little keratosis pilaris on my arms Mm -hmm. and we're gonna talk about kp today yes. so that's really exciting um but kind of inspired the conversation i'd say yeah i mean dry skin is something that i've definitely struggled with so um and we'll kind of get into that but um this this treatment i'm going to get the a glow and renew facial and then do the microderm on my arms as well and then i'm also going to do a lash and brow tint which i'm excited to have I'm that so glad done you're doing before that. we head out to leadership oh, summit i'm so pumped for you that you're having that done yeah me too it can it can be really changing like to how your look looks and with a no makeup on like you'll feel like you need less yeah and eventually i'd really like to get some microblading done on my eyebrows mm-hmm. so that because that's, that's t- the thing i spend the most time on when i get ready i feel you and I'm the type of person who like I could walk out the door with no mascara, which that seems to be like the thing that most people need to walk out the door with. But right. I cannot walk out the door without filling in my eyebrows. Right. I know people have always said if you had to pick one makeup item to bring with you, like what would it be? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I could pick between mascara and eyebrows. Honestly, I could pick and it would I know be eyebrows. <laughs> I think I've gotten more used to less mascara because I just I don't wear as much makeup. Mm in the last year or so because i've been focusing so much on skincare sure yeah um but that's yeah i'm i've been digging the the beauty counter volumizing mascara a lot i was a lengthening mascara person before i remember and one day i just like i tried the tube of of this you know tantalizing volumizing (laughs) mascara and i was like all right i feel you okay Mm mm-hmm i know i've had a good journey with mascaras yeah like i think it's i think mascara can be can make you feel awake and ready. Okay, so today, during our first Q&A episode, I'm so excited for this. Me too. uh, We're going to be talking with Genevieve about um, skin hydration and moisture and just kind of general dry skin issues that people happen upon and how to kind of you know understand why they're happening and what we can do about it yeah i get Um, a lot of questions about things and most of the time my answer is about a wide variety of things the answer a lot of it has to do with dry skin so i'm kind of excited to dive into frequently asked questions really um i came into like the safe and clean beauty aspect of things in my life you know through my nutritional therapy practice and kind of finding some crunchy skincare and I was using products that really weren't absorbing into my skin so my skin was still dry I was trying to oil cleanse and then moisturize with coconut oil and it just wasn't penetrating yeah those molecules are too big yeah so and, and so I, I always thought I had just, you know, more acne prone skin that I had oily skin because I had acne. But mm-hmm. what 
I learned from talking with Genevieve and this has just been so all of the advice that I've gotten from Genevieve with this has been so unbelievably helpful. So thank you. Good. Um, that makes me happy. Yeah. My skin has cleared up a ton when I started to address hydration. So I think this is a topic that a lot of people will benefit from just learning so, so much from your professional background and what you have to say about this. Um, and then of course I'm going to have a lot to say about dry skin from a nutritional perspective. So we'll do a follow-up episode where we talk about, um, hydrating your skin from the inside. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot to say. Okay. So let's get to our first question. So uh, this listener question is, around chronic acne. So she says, I have chronic acne issues, but also struggle with whiteheads and blackheads. What should I be doing to work on those issues? This is such a applicable question to so many people because the whitehead and blackhead problem actually is kind of a precursor to chronic acneic breakouts. And when I mean acne, I mean, there's a difference between the honk and big ones that don't really come to a head that really hurt and acne, meaning like you get the ones that come to the head, they're red. What are what are the ones that that hurt really bad but never come to a head? What are those, those ones called? Are typically hormonal. Okay. Yeah, typically hormonal. When you see those, you're typically going to see them along the jawline, the chin, the mouth, around the nose, and that's typically going to be driven by hormones. So, or just below the chin, that sort of area. And when they don't come to a head, they just hurt and they're just big like that there there's not a ton you can do topically that's going to work with that and that's something i think we need to cover at some point is like yeah i mean honestly i i that's the kind of acne i get when i have dairy products yes so i have to stay away from at least cow's milk Mm -hmm. dairy and and then i don't get those acne lesions my my husband experiences the same sort of painful Mm -hmm. um bumps acne bumps that that don't really come to a head or pop um when he has too much sugar or soy, which is very interesting. And what, yeah, what's interesting is it's very different for every body. Yes, it is. And I think that's a, another key thing is there is no one formula that works for everyone. I can really only tell you how to identify it and then mm. what to do about mm-hmm. it. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, so, and there'll be different products that work for different people, right. but the approach is generally going to be similar in right. obviously just focusing on hydration. Right. So when you're when you're dealing with the the smaller breakouts, the ones that come to a head, the ones that are probably more common for people that are like most of the time when I saw patients in the med spa, that's what I saw. And mm. even when they had a lot, that's if they had that kind, then I knew how to address it. And I knew what to work with. So for the most part, believe it or not, those kind of breakouts are due to dry skin Mm. from the beginning. It's like their foundation is their skin is dry. So like most people with acne issues, they've been taught from a really young age that they need acne skincare. Well, guess what? Acne skincare dries the crap out of your skin. It really does. I remember using like astringents and toners. Because they want to sell you a system. Scrub. Yeah. All the scrub. Yeah. they want, And it's hard because the intention was good. I get where they're coming from because exfoliation is actually a really important part of the yeah, process. But should you be exfoliating your skin with apricot pits? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I can see where it got spun into mm, that, mm-hmm. but it, it all comes down to, you know, when you've got skin cells, they're kind of layered like a, um, you can think of like a chain leak fence except for the negative space is an actual cell. And when those cells are dehydrated, there's more space between them, Mm. allowing bacteria in, allowing breakouts to occur. Um, Your follicles become more shrinked 
And when your follicles become more shrink too, it traps things in, which is the blackheads. And Ooh. whiteheads become come up because your skin cells are separated a little bit and you've got stuff surfacing underneath. They're called, it's also called milia. That's the technical term is milia. Okay. So when you've got milia, which is those whiteheads that kind of pop up in between the drier cells, they don't have a follicle to, you know, pop from. Sometimes they stick around for a really, really long time because they don't have anywhere to go. Or like the ones that kind of pop up in the same spot every time. Yeah. And that's typically because it's path of least resistance. It's been happening. You know what I mean? Okay. And um, so when you've got, when you, if you see blackheads and whiteheads and, and acne breakout, then you can definitely benefit from hydration, oils, that sort of a thing. You can benefit from a chemical exfoliation like an AHA. So anything with fruit extract, anything that has got like glycolic acid in it, mm-hmm. um, anything that's, cause those, what those do is they're going to go in and they're going to dissolve all those skin layers on top because once they're dehydrated, you can't rehydrate them it's like it's like trying to rehydrate a prune you know it just it's and by the time you try to get it rehydrated it's going to slough off anyway because you renew your whole skin structure in 27 days so the best thing you could do is to gently encourage it to slough off (laughs) through an aha or something of that nature because that will allow the dead skin cells to go so that way you can nourish the ones that are healthy Okay. And get to those layers. So would you continue with like the AHA after the dead skin cells have sloughed off? Like it just helps support the process or would you kind of cool it after that? Depends what time of year. That's a good question. If you're in winter, I would do it just on a treatment basis and then just worry about protection, protection, protection. So like and protecting is moisturizing. Protection is moisturizing. Okay. Yeah. So it's things like um, like my regimen. I have really, really dry skin, like chronically dry skin. It's gotten a lot better since I cleaned up my skincare and beauty routine about a year ago, which I didn't even think that I didn't even think that was a thing. I thought I just had dry skin and then I was mm-hmm. forever going to deal with it because I'd already cleaned up my nutrition. My nutrition was as on point as I could get it. Um, and I was just like, I still had really dry skin. And so you, uh, the other interesting thing is I, as soon as I cleaned up my beauty routine and my skincare, my eyelids got oily. Like, interesting. I must have been dry before, like, and I, and I still get a little bit dry in the winter. So like my routine consists of the rejuvenating cleanser from beauty counter and it has a great AHA combination in it. That's going to encourage your cells to slough off. And that's fine in a cleanser cause it's not going to sit on your skin, but I couldn't do like a serum in the winter because it, my skin would get kind of sensitive because it was already struggling with all the cold air. And um, so what's your favorite vehicle for like helpful active ingredients during the winter Mm, helpful active ingredients because i mean a serum is supposed to be just a house of it depends (laughs) not always if it's oil based then you're most likely going to get a better result in the winter from it like leilani skincare has a beautiful one called the champagne serum Mm -hmm. and i love that one in the winter time it saves my skin but i don't stop my facial oil and my moisturizer so i'm like so you do an oil-based serum an oil-based moisturizer and a cream-based moisturizer yeah it sounds intense, but my skin does get so sensitive. Like when I was in aesthetic school, I had, um, we got facials done all the time and I happened to be going to aesthetic school over the winter. And in January, I remember it snowed outside a bunch and I had already had one facial done that week and it was all really gentle. It was all supposed to be like basic, you know, but I still had my face steamed, which can make you more sensitive. So be careful about how much heat and you're putting on your face when you're cleaning, like it's lukewarm water 
don't, don't go anything beyond lukewarm honestly she's you, instructing me how to take care of my skin after my facial right. <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah so i'm like yeah and also your arms so like if you are in a place where you're trying to protect your skin lukewarm water is the way to go because it's closest to your skin temperature so okay so what would be the best like course of action for someone who's got this like acneic skin that has whiteheads and blackheads but also basically some dryness you're going to want to get those suckers extracted because they're not going to leave easily so if you can get someone to extract them that's my honestly truly that's my professional can i have that done with this esthetician tonight oh yeah i'm sure it'll be an add-on service Mm. if say if you see any blackheads or whiteheads they're all over my nose and she'll most likely ask you if she knows what she's doing she'll most likely be like are you interested in extractions today i'll let you guys know next week how it went (laughs) (laughs) i'm excited to hear about it so i think first things first is make sure that you've got some cleaner pores and if you can get it professionally extracted then go for it if you can't then the best thing you can do is to make sure you have the proper cleanser an exfoliator and then i like to have a serum like spring late spring going into summer like we are now i can start adding my gel-based serums which are going to have my my gel-based serums i have right now have a higher active ingredient list on it so i'm going to add you can add that back in because that will help your cell turnover rate be better what's your favorite gel-based serum definitely the rejuvenating serum the radiant rejuvenating radiant serum that's what it's called the one from beauty counter and the rejuvenating line i really love that one because when you're dealing with products that are high active ingredients you really want to know what you're getting in the product because if you're dealing with high active ingredients and then you've got really crap emollients, you're most likely introducing those things deeper into your skin than mm, you really should it's, be. It's a product that's going to penetrate deeper into the skin to. to deliver those active yes. ingredients. Okay. So it really matters. So if there's to toxins in it too, it's going to deliver those toxins even deeper yes. and affect your health even more. So the sourcing of the ingredients are a big deal for me because there's some other brands out there that I like their never list, their no list. You know, like Juice Beauty has a really great green apple serum. That is actually pretty good. I like it. I like the um, ingredient because apple is actually a type of acid that will help the, um, the type of AHA that will help. Uh, but I don't know anything about their sourcing. They're not super transparent about those things. So yeah, it's so frustrating. I tend to reach for Beauty Counter more because I understand their sourcing and they're very yeah. transparent. And that makes me feel safer <laughs> when I'm using a high active ingredient product. So sure. that's my favorite serum. Um, I do really like in the winter time. I like the Leilani Champagne Serum because it is like really rich, you know, like it's just got this really great base to it that I love, but it's still got a few active ingredients in it. But when I want higher power, I definitely go to Beauty Counter. Um, and let's see. A moisturizer. So for me in the winter, I start with an oil and then I start with a moisturizer and then I end with an oil because I want the added protection in the summer, I'll just do facial oil because that's really all I seem to really need okay. in the summer. But I'll, I'll do it one or two times a day. So if you have acne, blackheads, whiteheads, make sure you get a facial oil that you love. Something that works well with your skin. The number one from Beauty Counter is really great because it's got vitamin C in it, which is another um, AHA ingredient that's going to help your cell turnover rate more. Yeah, and that's so, the one I've been using more mm-hmm. and it's really lovely. And it's I really like that my one. skin a lot. The number three is really nice, which is the balancing one. That one's really nice. I like that one in the dead of summer, like when it's really sure. hot outside and I'm kind of sweaty all the time. <laughs> so I like that one. Um, I like the rejuvenating cream, night cream. Yeah, I use the night cream all day and night. Yes, that's a great base to start from. So anything that's going to be like a night cream, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even bother with day creams. <laughs> 
Oh, you yeah. need the added moisture of a night cream. They tend to be a little, a little heavier handed with the moisturizing capability. Yeah. So. And as far as your cleanser goes, make sure it's something that's not going to be stripping mm. necessarily. You don't need an acne cleanser. So if you have drier skin or kind of this category of acne that we've talked about so far, um, getting that squeaky clean feeling should not be your Definitely goal. Definitely not. If you get that squeaky clean, like, please. Put the, <laughs> Put the bar soaps down. Put the bar soaps down. Put the bar soaps down. Like, oh, I get goodness. it for a spot treatment. I do. Because, I mean, there's times when you're like, my skin is out of control and you need to put something on that's going to give you that control again. But for as far as like chronic use, like, man, you, more hydrating, the better. Okay. And then you can control the rest of your skin through your other treatments. Okay, so this question is actually something that I deal with too. Um, listener says, the back of my arms are full of red bumps that don't really come to a head and dry skin. Is this acne? We've already kind of started talking about this. Yeah, no, this is a really interesting topic. It's keratosis pilaris. And what's interesting about this is it can be anywhere on the body, really, but people typically find it in the back of their arms, top of their legs. Some people find it uh, on the back of their legs or the inside of their legs as well. Those are just more of the typical places that you can find it. But this is actually a chronic dry skin issue because it's based around the follicles. So what ends up happening is your skin gets so dry And it's kind of a protection mechanism for your skin. So when you get so dry that your follicles start to kind of separate and move a little bit, it's trying to hold on to that hair and it will get inflamed. It'll say, I'm too dry. I'm too dry. And it will send inflammation to the follicles. Then they get plugged because there's inflammation. And And that dry skin is like building up in the follicle, isn't it? Yeah. And because of the inflammation, that signals to the body to hold on to every skin cell it's got. And it becomes this this mound of skin that's red and irritated around this follicle, which is why you feel the bumps. And it is it stems around chronic dry skin. But what's interesting about keratosis prolaris is that if you don't address your insides first, there's not a ton that you can do topically. You can deal with it very effectively but it won't stay away yeah there's a lot of research research out there that suggests that it has a lot to do with our vitamin a vitamin d balance so not just deficiency in vitamin a or vitamin d but just the balance between um the two that makes a lot of sense yep so definitely dealing with it not only from you know obviously digestion is a huge part of that Mm-hmm. Um, but also from, you know, addressing it with maybe some supplementation or even mm. eating some liver. How crazy is that? Oh, liver. Um, but a, a lot of times we talk about how in the nutritional world about how KP signals vitamin A deficiency. But what I would say moreover is that it, it really signals a, a, an imbalance between vitamin A and vitamin D because they are, they work together, but they tend to kind of play off of one another. So that's interesting. I had really bad KP when I was in high school. But I had no idea what it yeah, was. Yeah, some people get KP because they're vitamin D deficient, and some people get it because they're vitamin A deficient. I'm sure I was vitamin D deficient. I'm sure most people are in the state of Oregon. No kidding. Oh, my word. But um, if you have KP, the one of the best things you can do is um, gentle exfoliation. In Cassie's case, she's going to get a microderm today on yeah. her arms, which it, it's, it's more aggressive, but when... It, the reason why it's so great is it's it's aggressively gentle. <laughs> it's kind of a silly way to say it, but it makes sense when you're doing the treatment. It's it it gives you that exfoliation, so that way the treatments of the moisture will get to those areas of your skin. Mm. Um, but which is why we talked about 
what you're going to do after because yes. your body will just go right back to that same thing after it's been exfoliated and fixed and cleaned out and then moisturized at the spa. And when you go home, you're going to want to put something really protective on that's going to help nourish and things like that. So we talked about using a, um, a heavier product on her arms and then sleeping in it at night because her body will be in that controlled environment. So if you can find a way to exfoliate, you can get those gloves to wear in your hands, exfoliating gloves. Yeah. Those are really, they can be really intense, but you make sure you use a really nourishing body wash, something that's meant to be hydrating with that exfoliating factor. That'll definitely help a lot. Awesome. I've been dry brushing a lot too. And that, yeah. that helps quite a bit to yeah. slough off that excess dry skin. And it's great for lymphatic drainage so as well, things. which we'll get to that. Oh, that's going to be a good one. <laughs> so on the topic of dry skin, our next question has to do with aging and fine lines. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. to talk about this in relation to dryness in the skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is our listener question. I'm seeing way more early signs of aging than I'm comfortable with preach um (laughs) why am i seeing more fine lines around my eyes and on my forehead well first of all we all feel you right feel you so common like yeah it's super common and uh i i've been told like oh but you have amazing skin i was like well i've been using anti-aging skincare since i was 22 so wish i was on that train by the way yeah yay to being an esthetician at an early age because honestly a lot of it was so this is kind of what i wanted to say about fine lines it really does go back to dry skin like if you can like dealing with premature age skin you addressing the dryness in your skin and the moisture content in your skin can even reverse the signs of early aging so like the fine lines talking about like around our eyes maybe like around our lips sometimes it can be on our forehead but for the most part those are kind of really like the deeper um like deeper lines that you're dealing with but anything that just the texture of your skin like it can definitely definitely work with the texture of your skin so a lot of times anti-aging is going to be like an anti-aging skincare line is going to be moisturizing 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 but part of it is going to have some sort of like active ingredient somewhere in the line that's going to be stimulating your skin to produce um, its skin cells faster thing that sort of thing so take that as a signal that dry skin can age you so if you're dehydrated in your body that doesn't help either but we're going to talk about that (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah. The internal issues with hydration, skin hydration are are super important and definitely a first defense in a lot of ways. But we all know we want some topical um, and technique based solutions to make yeah. things look better. Like right meow. Right meow. <laughs> right meow. Yes, exactly. So uh, the, this the, one of the major things I wanted to talk about with dry skin and anti-aging and that sort of thing was exfoliation because your anti-aging skincare is not going to do anything for you unless you have got a proper exfoliation method, something that's working with your skin. And they're uh, just really quick. I'm going to touch on what to do with exfoliation because that could be a whole nother episode. There's two different types of exfoliation. There's mechanical, which is like anything that's like rough, that's got like texture. So like a brush, a towel, uh, microdermabrasions even that really hard hitting mechanical exfoliation and while that has its place it can be very rough on the skin and it can sensitize the skin further it's not the most effective way to 
exfoliate your skin. So the other way is chemical exfoliation, which which sounds really it um, sounds scary. It does. It sounds scary, and it sounds very like, well, I'm trying to lead a non toxic life, and here I am introducing acids into my skin and chemicals, and it's not actually. It's more speaking to the reaction that's happening in the skin with the product you're putting on it. So some even like traditional chemical peels look way better than a lot of of skincare products out there because they're they so have pure. To, well and they have to be so basic to carry yeah. those mixed fruit acids and have them be effective right and not yeah draw the effectiveness down yeah for real like it's and it's amazing because it can be good for almost every skin type out there oily combo honestly everyone can use even sensitive skin can use some types of peels out there uh like the hard-hitting peels can still be done on sensitive skin but there's just better peels to use on them and the reason why is is it goes in and is it dissolves literally it's the the only way i know how to explain it that makes sense it dissolves the glue that's holding the skin cells together so like the top layer ish sometimes you can go penetrate a little deeper than that will dissolve and allow the product to better penetrate your skin so if you want more moisturized skin if you want Uh, better product penetration so you want those results you have to get an exfoliation system that works well for you if you have if you have any sort of pigmentation on the face it can be amazing for pigmentation so i think that it's important to note that anti-aging can encompass a lot of skin issues (laughs) so if you've got an anti-aging skincare line and you feel sensitive to it go to your moisture content first look at that barrier Mm-hmm. protect the barrier for sure okay so next question has to do with sensitive skin oh yeah then we're gonna segue right into that for the end of my yeah. last sentence so um listener question i can't use any new skincare because i react to everything and again this is super common with my nutrition clients like this is something that comes up a I lot when they're talking about being able to um handle their skincare even the safe stuff yeah. And so um, listeners asking, how can I benefit from anti-aging products? Yeah, this is a great one because I think a lot of people with sensitive skin feel kind of helpless because their skin just kind of does whatever. So I think it's important to note what the skin processes are to be able to, because otherwise this won't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the skin is the first defense to any outside irritants and that sort of a thing. Anything that's causing the skin to be sensitive, uh, it's it's doing that on for a reason. So the epidermal layer is that very top layer of our skin cells. That's where the melanocytes live. And those are the cells that are that make us look tan when we go outside and we get a different shade of our skin. And that's a literal protection reaction from the to the uv rays so um, all of the protecting factors are live in that epidermal layer and so when our body gets irritated or our skin gets irritated the invaders toxins all those things that can cause those problems it it has to do with what is our lipid response doing so like if we've got oily skin usually that's the first response to show you that you're having a reaction to something. So because oil will move that product, so your body's trying to move the irritant away. Um, Another response you're going to see in the skin is things like inflammation and red. Typically it's red, but then then you get little bumps and then, you know, hopefully it doesn't resort to hives. That's a histamine reaction. That's a little different, but anything that's just looks a little irritated, which is pretty indicative of people with sensitive skin, that is um, going to show you what really you could be doing for your skin to protect it and allow yourself to use those anti-aging products. So 
going to go back to that. Get your skin barrier under control the best that you can. So make sure that you're not using any stripping products. Make sure that you've got a great moisturizer at the end. I double moisturize. Like I use a night cream. And then once I feel that my skin's not tacky, I put an oil on top of it because I have really dry skin and it turns sensitive quick if I'm not careful. Do you prefer to use the oil after the moisturizer or oil before sometimes? Like what would you advise there? I like the oil afterwards because I want the benefits from the night cream to sink into the deeper layers because the oil can penetrate, but I'm also using the oil like a protective layer. Mm. It's that oil, you know, that's creating that barrier where my body doesn't the do night it. cream is doing extra work on yeah. the skin. Okay. Yeah. And actually... I like I think the foundational efforts that we're going to be doing on our skin, really almost every single person needs to be based around moisture. I mean, even people with oily skin need to address why am I so oily? You know, sometimes. Well, a lot of excess sebum production is in response to over drying your skin. Because usually that's the first response. That's the most common response to an irritation or um, so if somebody feels excessively oily, especially at the end of the day after they've had all their product on and they've been exposed to a lot of things you know what I mean like mm-hmm. if they're not waking up super oily that can be a good sign that they're truly an oily skin and they've got large pores around their nose and the apples of their cheeks I used to think that I had quote-unquote oily skin just because I had acne prone skin mm-hmm. and I've never woken up oily ever in my life right like, meaning never I have dry skin it's really uncommon really to see people like really truly see people with oily skin from and all it, the thousands of people I and saw and when you do like mm. traditionally they have larger pores right is that yeah. a pretty good indication that you have excess sebum production going on yeah you're only really going to see that like very center of their forehead like almost in between their brows on top of your nose um, apples of your cheek and if it's if they are really really oily you also see it in their chin But other than that, you're not going to see, sometimes you'll see what happened from somebody gets a lot of blackheads and whiteheads, which is actually a sign of dry skin. That's That's, me. Yeah. Blackheads and oily or blackheads and whiteheads and oily skin are actually a sign that you're too dry and your body's trying to fix itself. Yeah. So, because what happens is, is your, um, your follicles actually shrink a little bit. And so the, the hole becomes bigger. They, they shrink in like their plumpness. If you think of like, like maybe a hole in dirt and as it becomes dehydrated, it kind of like opens up a little bit and it allows it to get dirt and junk in there. And then it just impacts on the skin because it doesn't have anywhere. It's not producing oil to move it on its own. So like a blackhead itself is basically like dirt and debris Mm -hmm. from the outer yeah, just environment. From, yeah, touching your face. Touching your face. Environment. Products you're putting on your face, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the, the whiteheads are actually uh, not based around any like follicle. It's it's the skin cells have started to kind of separate a little bit because the skin cells are dehydrated. And you've got um, the skin trying to take the least path of resistance for like moving things out. And so because it's got the least path of resistance, it'll actually push a little bit of like the the lipid, the fat, that, that stuff, because fat carries like toxins and gross, yeah. you know, so it'll push it through and then you can't pop it because there's no, there's no gland, there's no follicle, there's, you know, you actually physically have to have it extracted for you or you should, don't try to do it yourself. <laughs> You'll damage your skin, please don't. Uh, but, but they can be, your body can naturally break it down if it's the, if it's not having to focus on other places, so when you're with. well hydrated, those cells 
like there's no gap between the cells. Yeah, they're tightly there's packed. There's not, yeah, there's not much room for dirt and bacteria to enter in. Which also leaves your skin less sensitive because yeah. it's protected. It's like a barrier that's like, dude, that dude. My mind is blown right now. I love <laughs> Should I mic drop right now? <laughs> so much. Just geek out. <laughs> and it really is effective. I mean, I know your story is pretty amazing. You've seen some massive changes, but I've also seen a lot of people seeing changes that way too over a period of time as I've seen them come and go um, from when I was in the med spa. It was, and it can be so life-changing because we were talking about how fun makeup is now that you know your skin's where it should be. Well, when your texture changes and makeup lays on your skin the way it's supposed to it really makes it a lot more fun and then I've actually the really interesting part is that when my skin is more moisturized and balanced my product doesn't move on my skin like it does if it is like combination or off which you think that dry skin would kind of like hang on to stuff but it moves and it like hangs on in certain areas and then moves in other places. Because your skin's just, like, what just happened? Yeah, everything's, like, it's not good. <laughs> it's like so. releasing oil in places and then going, wait, we need, we don't need it over there. We need it over here. And then that area that's losing the oil gets sensitive and. Combination. Your body. Exactly. <laughs> so combination skin is, it is, it is as, I don't want to say it's not a real thing because there's just the mass majority of people that think they're combo. They're actually just dry. That was me. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I'll make sure to share my skincare journey story on the blog sometime yes. soon and, and share that with you guys. So. All right. So thanks to Genevieve for sharing Yay. all of her expertise with us today. I love this topic. And some external um, solutions for dry skin and just some common problems that we hear about both mm-hmm. from, you know, for me, from a nutritional perspective with my clients and then for you throughout your years as a professional esthetician so i love passing the knowledge off it's so fun well i think this is a lot of really valuable information for people so i'm excited to bring it to the table thanks for listening this week you guys Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www. Awesome. Okay, let's hop to this other question. So the back of my arms are full of red bumps that don't really come to a head and dry skin. Is this acne? We know what this is. We just started talking about it. Yeah, no, this is, that is actually, typically this is, Lucy Blair. Um, the skin's first defense is this is okay both lines are recording right now so so we're okay so far so good I'm gonna zero in and watch it a little more closely okay okay yeah we're both registering sound waves so so we should be good there's no reason why we shouldn't Genevieve Start the recording here. <laughs> Editing Genevieve. Editing. Okay, phones are off. Yep. Sounds off on my computer this time. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that.